into this. Welcome, Catherine and Isabel. How are y'all doing today? Doing good. Yeah. A little cold. But yes, pretty good. Welcome. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting weird out there. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I feel like we skipped fall, and that's upsetting. Definitely just threw us into the 20-degree weather, but that's okay. Because it was like 70. Yeah, yeah, it was. And now it's like 20. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. is like newer for y'all, too. Like, at home, it's like fun. But mm. everyone down here is freaking out. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. It happens every year, though. We think it's going to be warmer, and it just it's not. But, okay, last year, correct me if I'm wrong, that was, like, a, the first, like, white Christmas you guys have had in a while, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. It's been... <laughs> I was up north, so... Okay, so you're fine. Yeah. The yeah. last one I remember was when I was probably 8 or 10 or something like okay. that. Okay, so, mm -hmm. yeah, far and few. Mm -hmm. Very um, few, very few. But still fun. Mm -hmm. um, I have a few, just, like, warm-up questions just for everyone to get to know y'all first all, i want to thank y'all both for being on here and also both being on here at the same time um you guys both have really great personalities and so i was happy to have you both and also for y'all to you know work off each other i think this would be a really fun episode for everyone at home um so i had a civil engineer earlier on the podcast earlier okay. in the season and she brought up this question i didn't even bring it up okay. and so i was like okay i have to get an expert opinion oh of course if there are more doors or wheels uh -oh. in the world. Mm. I thought about this a lot, but I go back and forth. I think I would have to say wheels. I was going to say doors. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Something about it. <laughs> I guess it depends on what you classify as a door. Yeah. Because if you have like the door to the microwave, the door to the oven, yeah. you count all that. True. But then, if you count the wheels involved in machines, then I mm -hmm. think they would be the wheels. Mm -hmm. But then, would they be wheels or would they be like cogs in the machinery? I, I don't know. <laughs> fate rains on. I don't yeah. know. Because my logic was like, okay, cars would cancel out because more likely than not, right. every four wheels had a fourth door. But sometimes. Car. Sometimes not. I know. Four wheels. 18 wheels on the big rig. Uh huh. Exactly. However, then also every building has more doors than wheels, but then yeah. every machine has more wheels. So... <sighs> I'm sticking with mm -hmm. doors. I feel like there are also a bunch of just random doors out in the world. <laughs> I mean, if you find what a cellar... Random <laughs> wheels. There could be... But each... No, I guess you're right. What if it's a wagon? That, there's no doors there. True. Got me there. <laughs> a wheelbarrow? I'm gonna... I'm going to need to bring on another expert <laughs> to debate this because there still is no answer. I'm, yep. yeah. I'm sorry everyone who's been listening <laughs> hoping to have a definitive answer. Do, do research. I don't know. Okay. we got to figure this out sometime. Someone will do some study on I'm it. Sure That'll be my out. thesis. I'll get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Transportation engineering. Um. Okay. Um, and then the second one I, I made... In particular, because um, while getting ready for this episode, which first off, we're all looking great. We all got good sweater weather on and like jackets and stuff. Um, turtlenecks. Turtlenecks, on God. Um, I opened up my drawer and there was the uh, pajama pants that we, oh, all, we all matched my God. for, for yes. my mindfulness class. I don't know if you guys ever made that into a Christmas card or not. We actually did not. We have all the photos, so. but yes, that, that would be. Amazing though. Still have them too. Still have I was, them. I was wondering, mm -hmm. oh, you two in particular, 
who or when is it too early to listen to Christmas music? Mm, okay. Well, my rule <laughs> is December 1st, and it might seem a little late. I don't know what everyone else thinks, but I get so sick of it after <laughs> such a short period of time that I have to wait. I have to not listen to it until December 1st so I don't get so too sick of it like until Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say almost the opposite. Normally mm-hmm. I start on December 1st and I don't get enough Christmas music. I still somehow don't get enough. Mm-hmm. So I was going to try to start after Thanksgiving. Like I'll, I'll give it the weekend, give mm-hmm. it the Monday and then start then. But I feel like that's a little... But you guys both agree that it's still after Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I, I think that's even controversial. Really? Well, because a lot of people listen to right after Halloween. True. Like I, that's when I, radio stations start playing. That right? is true. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, I was in choir, and we'd start practicing Christmas music in August. Mm-hmm. So I also think that's been ingrained that I want to just always have Christmas music throughout the fall semester. But we'll get we'll get find a balance eventually yeah so that but both of y'all it's not even the respect for thanksgiving it's just i don't want to get burnt out of it yes. too fast no i respect I, thanksgiving yeah. thanksgiving's great there's just not thanksgiving music but we need some Maybe. yeah we'll get on well, that yeah other than like the charlie brown like, thanksgiving that's that's the only one i could think of right, for now right. i feel like there's some folk song out there probably i'm sure i'll do a little more research this, this episode is very homework intensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. More assignments. <laughs> oh, no, no, stop. Well, that brings us to the meat and potatoes of this episode. So uh. um, out of all the wonderful things you guys do, you guys are both civil engineers, which in mm-hmm. itself is its own world and like microcosm of a whole bunch of different stuff because you said you were transportation or is that you need to do hit on transportation? <laughs> no. Um, I want to do structures and construction. Okay. And, and uh, water resources and environmental. And I feel like those aren't similar. They're, yeah. no. They're very different sides. Of yeah. Stuff. There's actually six different disciplines. Mm-hmm. And at UT, you can concentrate in two of them. Um, so oh. you take like all the first level classes. And then after that senior year, you do like the concentration classes. So. Yeah. And then if you're going to get a... Um, a master's then it would be more specified mm-hmm. so the other two would be like geotech which is like soils and like nice. clay and mud yeah. and then the other one is transportation so highway design and everything mm-hmm. yeah. and when does that like sp- specialization sort of begin in like your education process because i know like everyone takes the intro like ef1 mm-hmm. whatever it is freshman year mm-hmm. well after you take like the first Six, like the le- entry level of all of them then you can decide what you want more so I'm still doing three or two or three of the first levels um, but then I'll next year so senior year is really when you like get okay. into the actual classes of your concentration which so. you hope by that time you would you know. know you want yeah. to do that yeah. too Hopefully. So yeah. Yeah. after taking it. all of the first levels you can be like oh I like this one better or whatever mm-hmm. Do you, do you think like you have time to like build in minors and stuff or is it just like, hey, I know I want to do this, like let's get this done? You definitely could. I mean, we're I both mean, minoring yeah. in non-engineering things, so I'm minoring yeah. in music. And then I'm minoring in American Sign Language. Yeah. So there's definitely time. It's just more hours. Yeah. More. Yeah, but if it's fun, like I like, it's different than engineering, so mm-hmm. it's a good 
breaker of hobbies. Yeah, I've definitely had people ask me, like, why didn't you get a math minor? And I'm like, you can only do so much math and engineering (laughs) before you get tired of it. So it's definitely nice to have a fun class that just stretches my mind a different Mm -hmm. way rather than engineering problem solving. Yeah, and I think in particular, like, um, it, it's it's insane to think about because everyone does think math. Everyone does think like, oh yeah, let's do a minor in like physics, like so our bridges are stable. And it's like, hold on, like I think there's such a cooler overlap, and it allows for more creativity in if you're not doing engineering, mm-hmm. like music engineers. Yeah, fantastic, like really cool Definitely. stuff. Um, I just saw a report that over like one billion young people are going to have hearing impairment in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to need engineers to fix that right, too. And I know right. it might be civil necessarily, but like there is a huge overlap in society of like not just engineering stuff. But mm-hmm. like yeah. And there, I did a paper a while back on accessibility and architecture. Mm-hmm. And so um, just a bunch of different principles on that. Like things that you wouldn't realize, like if you have deaf people in a deaf building, um, you want more windows so right. that you can communicate through like through walls because you can't obviously shout at someone down the hall you need to like sign to someone so all those clear um, lines of sight and then also like wider hallways because you need to turn to face the person when you're signing you can't do it side by side and then also like of course ramps and all that stuff that people just don't think about automatically and I think especially with the ADA um, bill that was passed it makes it so like people forget that Oh, these are for people with disabilities, mm-hmm. but we all use them. The buttons on the right. opens the door for you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. technically for you know people in wheelchairs, but that is something that like makes life easier. Same thing with ramps. Mm-hmm. So I think if we make a more inclusive world, it really makes it so it levels the you know playing like like why yeah, not right, make right. buildings more accessible? Yeah, um, exactly. why not make these cool changes to make things more mm-hmm. accessible for everyone because everyone seems to enjoy. Even closed captionings on TV. Yeah, oh, right, surprise. Right. You're not hearing a parrot. You want to read the subtitles, mm-hmm. though. Like, yeah. yeah. Definitely a lot of little things that can just be changed that you don't even think about to change without any past knowledge on it. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today because um, I think there's a lot of, like, oh, you have to do things a certain way in engineering. You have to, like, you know, the arc is the arc, and it's stayed the same mm-hmm. since... Mm-hmm. Mm, you're gonna get I'm gonna get the year wrong 300 <laughs> BC I don't know whenever the that sounds doing. right yeah yeah okay um and it's like it's been working it's staying working like we don't need to change it but like where does curiosity come in like how do you guys want to keep making changes to like because you guys are both really bright people like yeah. you want to add more things to make it more better for like everyone right yeah that's kind of one of the reasons I like doing research so I do research for just one of the professors in civil um and I'm thinking of doing like masters Mm -hmm. probably with research um and I think that's a lot more interesting side of engineering because you can figure out issues that need to be like changed and then actually figure out like see the whole process and see what you can do about it um rather than just like designing something by the code that's been written for every like every engineer for the past like I don't know 20 50 years um so yeah I think that's one of the ways to think about research Mm -hmm. yeah I have a similar side where I'd rather be more like actually 
not hands-on as much but like water's environmental but like quote unquote in the field is the term that we always use and in structures it would not be necessarily that way but um, over the summer I did a study abroad in Germany and it was on urban sustainability mm-hmm. and that was really cool because um, they had specifically designed their buildings to utilize um, they were in a valley and so they utilized how the wind would flow right. so that they didn't need any air conditioning which lowered the power and then all the condensed housing of that and um, Save money too. Yeah, yeah. so just how we can be more sustainable and then also along these lines um, I thought it was really cool they had a lot of greenery everywhere which helped with um, air pollution and all that and so if I could tie in that side of it and just like specifically targeting um, building design which might be a little more borderline architecture Mm -hmm. but um, being able to utilize that and utilize what's naturally there to be able to make buildings more efficient more cost-effective and just better all around would be incredible. Yeah, you touched on a lot of few things there that I want to, I'll, I'll break down later, but <laughs> firstly, uh, the other civil engineer I had uh, confirmed the fact that like an engineer's nightmare is an architecture's dream. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys both agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but like, there is, do you feel like there is enough freedom to like be creative and like make make it more, intrinsic more pretty and like that kind of stuff because I think one of the huge criticisms of any like civil engineering or just like structures in general is like it's just concrete and mm-hmm. it's ugly and mm-hmm. it's it, 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 like no one wants to do anything with it but like a bridge doesn't just have to be a bridge you know mm-hmm. it can be really intricate and like beautiful so what are y'all like thoughts on that I feel like we're told to be confined and you really need to have the power to push beyond that and actually want to do something mm-hmm. besides the normal. And a lot of companies, um, I've done a lot of interviews trying to like get summer internships and everything. Yeah. And a lot of companies are like, oh, like you have a lot of drive and we really appreciate that because we want your new ideas. We want your innovation. But I feel like at school, they're like, here's the cut and dry. This is how you be an engineer. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of forced to learn on your own what it what you want to get out of engineering and how that will impact your actual career whether you want to strive to keep doing more keep learning more or if you just want to be I will do my job because I know how to do math and science and mm-hmm. leave yeah. it at that yeah I think right now too at least from my view there is a big push for sustainability which is good and it's led people to being more creative I think so like with concrete there's a bunch of different types and we're starting to be able to like 3d print concrete and 3d print buildings and stuff and then we can incorporate like some like green walls which are walls with plants on them to help with insulation and stuff so there's there's definitely room for creativity and I think it is up to the person I'm not sure because I haven't done like a corporate internship Mm -hmm. type thing if they do a great job at that in those situations but do you Okay, sorry. I am so excited right now because <laughs> we're talking about so many cool things. Um, let me just get the more puns out the way. Do you think like it is cut and dry because it's like, oh, you have this budget you're confined by, or is it like we're confined by whatever the people want to build? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's also obviously safety, like because mm. we're building something that people are going to use and obviously don't want it to fall over or break mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, which is good and reasonable, but also, yeah, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, because people are like, oh, I want the greenness. Yeah. Um, 
I currently have a job at Engineering and Testing Solutions locally in Knoxville, and um, they have like permeable pavement, which Ooh, you yeah. use to like, obviously like for roads, it would be great to have because then the water runoff will cause like less slipping when you're driving and everything, which is amazing. But then they immediately put asphalt on top of it, right. which <laughs> uh, defeats the entire right. purpose because yeah. it completely covers it. So all of those properties from the permeable pavement just were yeah. just taken away. So it's it's partly trying to be smart about everything mm -hmm. and actually thinking the process through and like cost efficiency because they're like, we want to be green, but then they're like, ooh, that's a little bit steep for us, so. Right. So when you're trying to prioritize those needs, like, would it be safe to say that like, most companies want to do things creatively and like, better for the environment and stuff, but then it comes down to like, oh, we still get the job done and like, we're not, we're not reinventing the wheel here. So like, we'll just, just make <laughs> right. it the same old and then it ends up being, yeah, it, the same it old. kind of seems like that uh, yeah. to me from like some interviews and mm -hmm. stuff. They're mostly like, well, we're a company. We have to stand on our feet. We have to get money. We have to be efficient type yeah. thing. And then a lot of times there's like a sustainability box they have to check. Mm -hmm. So they're right. like, oh, we'll get this and then um, just <laughs> do the rest like normal or whatever. We'll so put LED lights in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Get a little pat so on the back. It's a little hard to... Thing. Yeah, to change that. Mm -hmm. but. Yeah. Man, it's upsetting though because it's like it could be so cool. Yeah, like, everything right, was great. Right. Like, yeah. Yes. And again, like, why wouldn't we want to be like energy independent and right, like everything right. is solar or uh, wind turbine or yeah. water or right. like, yeah. like there's all these things out there that are already out there. So but exciting, you know, yeah. why would we do that when we could all just do the same stuff? Ugh. Right. And that's gotta be frustrating is, in your life, oh, especially. It is frustrating, yeah. Um, <laughs> but hopefully, we'll be able to move forward, progress forward, or like learn from other countries like Germany, yeah. Yeah. where they're all like, yeah, sustainability focused. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and so, okay, so that brings me to another topic I wanna talk about. Like, what are we doing wrong? <laughs> oh, and so I, much. <laughs> I know. Um, and, you know, this is not, again, hating. But it's like, where there are many ways to, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. yeah. Catherine, where there's room for improvement. <laughs> right. Just not right. minor critiques, just just emphasizing the growth. Um, I would definitely say public transportation. Oh, yes. Um, I'm not even a big transportation person, <laughs> mm -hmm. but um, in Germany, they had a lot of like bike mobility and all mm -hmm. that, which greatly emphasized that, which isn't like necessarily, mm -hmm. but it cuts down carbon emissions greatly. And then you don't need as many parking garages right. because you don't need garages for cars. You yeah. just have your bike racks. And then going off of that, having um, there is um, a stigmatism towards like public transportation. Yeah. I feel like especially like in more like populated cities where it is useful. Mm -hmm. But um, whether it's being subways or buses, um, it is very effective in moving people without all the carbon emissions. And if you can plan your life around it, it would greatly improve it. Like even the trolley, just downtown mm -hmm. Knoxville, that it helps it get people around. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that one's free, I believe, mm -hmm. still. So, yeah. but yeah, I don't know what what we're doing wrong. There's a lot of things <laughs> that it's would be hard to change. Mm -hmm. Like once the city's planned. After that, it's just like so much harder 
but I've seen like Amsterdam in mm-hmm. the 70s was all similar to us it was all roads and then yeah. slowly but surely they've been retaking it to make it more biking more right. walk accessible more everything I and it's like we could definitely think we could wanted, but <laughs> yeah I think it's I don't, yeah. partly like legislature trying to mm-hmm. like really decide if we as a community if that's what we want and I feel like enough people don't take a stance on it or don't yeah. know where to or don't stand know the on it yeah difference. they haven't like experienced the yeah. like public transport like positives and mm-hmm. stuff so right because these are just things that I've over my years of when I was a civil engineer prior um I know Japan has like they're in their electric vehicle goals the highways as you drive on them will power your car mm-hmm. incredible yeah uh, bullet trains I need them in the US <laughs> yes. I don't care when right. and how I need them now yes and that just, I don't know. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so much, so much better. We were actually talking about this last night. I think uh, they they keep saying there's going to be a plan a plan for a train from mm-hmm. Nashville to where I'm from, Murfreesboro. Yeah. Um, because the commute in the morning is like two hours or more with traffic, right. but it's so bad. But I don't know why it's not passing. Like we're we just can't get people on board. I guess, but it would be so much Literally. better for all train. of them. They <laughs> yeah. Could, do work while commuting they could just not have to drive i don't know yeah yeah and it's also it's tough to, yeah. because people yeah. don't want to give up their freedom of driving they mm-hmm. like the idea right. and we've also That's very american yes, yes. we've like, talked about um autonomous vehicles too and mm-hmm. how that's going to factor in because a lot of issues with transportation is the human factor Correct. Yeah. Um, and if you just had the computers controlling then it seems like it would be so much easier because mm-hmm. they could communicate the cars between themselves and then organize traffic in a way that actually flows but um, I I personally wouldn't want to drive <laughs> like I'd wanted I'd want to sell the vehicle but I don't I don't know where how all that would factor yeah. in and everything that's someone else we can have on the podcast because yeah. I know like in California like you still have to have your driver's license and you still have even the like the the self-driving cars like you need a steering wheel that's the law yeah so that if something happens you can take over right. but i think if you could sleep in your car or you could do work in the car yeah like, in a way where you don't have to multitask and drive at the same time like mm-hmm. could be kind of sweet that's just like there's a lot a lot of benefits to it but mm-hmm. it is just that whole shift in mindset right. for that it is a hurdle to overcome yeah okay i want to point out a major thing the u.s is doing wrong that Catherine and i can speak of uh as of since we went to europe mm. uh roundabouts oh yes, i love roundabouts <laughs> why not like why it's, it's so much easier <laughs> the worst i i will give roundabouts a good round of applause okay that was not <laughs> sounds so bad i did not mean to say that but um <laughs> no um I will say up in Michigan I have had uh, no no, no. Sorry, <laughs> no. I got <laughs> no they did like four roundabouts in a row when you're getting off the oh, highway yeah. so there is a balance but in general yes but roundabouts I would do that in stop yes yeah i i do agree mm-hmm. all in moderation yeah. yeah i don't know why yeah you're right they are in the most random places where i'll be driving home from tennessee to illinois yep. and i'll get off an exit in rural indiana mm-hmm. and it's like oh, roundabout. Roundabout. And I'm yeah like, why is this here like they're just like 
Oh, you should put that. that yeah. There's a lot more cars. Where yeah. there's actual traffic. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, they work so well. Because <laughs> in Sydney, when I lived there, they it was only roundabouts, essentially. Yeah. It was, it was so nice. But it was just awesome. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Man, sorry. <laughs> I, I, and I completely, you can, I, I'm, this is, this is how bad of a host I am. I forgot what you guys are concentrating in <laughs> because I just got excited <laughs> thinking about okay. possibilities. No, that's okay. So it's water. No, <laughs> not soil. Sorry. Water uh, yes. and structures. structures. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Construction. Yeah. Okay. Because again, my homie Massimo, I think he is, um, He's transportation, and so there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of questions I want to ask him, but I'm like, yeah. you guys are right here. I'm like, I just want to ask you guys now. Yeah. I won't. I'll save that mm-hmm. um, just because, yeah, in itself. Okay, quick <laughs> question just for you. Why why can't we just drink ocean water? Like, so much <laughs> oh, of it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, actually, I so long story kind of. I went to the American Society of Civil Engineers conference mm-hmm. in October, and it was in Anaheim, California, and go. it's like the whole – um, like society gets together and meets and does like little lecture things mm-hmm. and stuff. And I watched uh, or attended a lecture about a desalination yeah. water treatment plant in um, Southern California because they don't have reliable water source right. because it's uh, droughts yeah, all the yeah. time. Um, so that was really cool. Hopefully, we can soon drink ocean water as a source. Yeah. Um, it was really expensive obviously but they were I think actually going to implement it because um, they were they had a track for getting grants mm-hmm. and everything like that um, so that would be that would be amazing but I mean obviously we can't drink it now because salt uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I mean you're thinking about the number of people who are at an increased risk for dehydration and right. water pollution and stuff and it's like yeah but like it's, Seventy percent of the world, <laughs> right? It is crazy to think about, but hopefully, that technology will grow more. We can get more reliable sources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just always going. Mm-hmm. Ocean is constantly. Mm-hmm. It's just always I going. I love water. <laughs> so yeah, like how do how do the both of you settle on like what you wanted to like try and focus yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. I did. A project in high school like we had like a senior thesis mm-hmm. type thing and I did an engineering project with like water treatment type things um, and that was really interesting and that's what made me like choose civil so I guess I kind of knew going in that I wanted to do more water um, but I wasn't exactly sure what it really meant um, so then I had the classes and stuff and just the overall more like purpose behind it of like providing clean water to people like um, treating it obviously and then like being outside and seeing natural water and like being able to replicate that kind of thing um this was really interesting to me so that's how I decided yeah yeah coming out of high school uh my sister was a mechanical engineer and I really didn't know exactly no (laughs) no but I was like (laughs) (laughs) no I didn't like (laughs) just a little no, I love my sister, but I was not about to do um, mechanical because I wasn't going to be like, oh, we're both mechanical. I'm basically what she's doing now. So um, I knew I liked civil and I thought it was broad enough because mm-hmm. I kind of did want to do the environmental side because I think the environment's very important and everything, but I don't have the chemistry background or passion yeah. for that enough. 
Um, and then civil is a lot more um, hands-on, I'd say, out of all the majors. Yeah. Um, well, within engineering, of mm -hmm. course. Um, and then structures and construction itself. Um, I wanted to be able to provide the like for the community. And so I feel like even though it's not like directly helping, well, it does, but it's not like water where you're like, oh, you're saving people because clean water. But if you're designing a building that can stand and you're not worried right. about it collapsing, I mean, and then also like kind of like leaving an impact, not like in an egotistical way, right. but like having something that will stand beyond me to know that I can continue helping others even after I pass. I think that's just really cool. And then also architecture sounded cool. But I do kind of fall into the stereotype where I really can't draw too well. Yeah. So that's the typical, you're like, oh, you're a civil engineer? You wanted to be an architect. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I considered it for half a second, but it wasn't a real potential. I like the mm -hmm. actual math. and I know, a nerd. No, 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 you're fine. <laughs> um, I'm just laughing at the fact that, like, in all of my college essays, when I was still applying for either architectural mm -hmm. or civil engineers, I should have known I was going to social work because all of my reasonings for like why I wanted to be one is just like, so families can grow up in this apartment complex mm -hmm. or like, <laughs> like it's not about the building, yeah, it's about okay. what goes on in it. Yeah. Like, and I, that sounds very similar, it's like, you can make a legacy and if like mm -hmm. this building can impact or be in a skyline or something like, yeah. yeah. I know. And like, it's also <laughs> like, I feel like I'm trying to get a little more on the social side because I don't want to just sit in an office mm -hmm. as an engineer, as no. so many engineers do. Right. Yeah. And so construction, whether it's working with the team and trying to figure out how we can do things more efficiently, which construction kind of sucks at the moment. <laughs> where it's always like three years actually make that 10. So yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to just build the process overall and right. hopefully be a leadership enough to actually get things done on time, hopefully. Right. Yeah, um, I also just saw a stat that more women are in construction now than ever, mm -hmm. and I think that's that's is that indicative of just like more women in STEM, or is that indicative of like oh these are good jobs that like hell yeah I'm gonna build this like mm -hmm. what do you think? I think it's fifty fifty. I think mm -hmm. there are a lot more women in STEM. Mm -hmm. um, civil, our numbers are a little higher for engineers. Women engineers still like twenty. I think we're at like 23%. Yeah. So 23% of yeah. women in all our classes, mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy. You don't really, right. like I don't notice it specifically, but um, yeah. we have a roommate and she's computer science and you do notice it mm -hmm. in those classes right. a lot more, especially yeah. like all the electrical engineering, computer science and all that. But um, I do think um, just knowing the other girls in our classes, um, a lot of them do have that drive for construction mm -hmm. and that passion for right. it where they're just they have seen people come before them and yeah. given that they're that's like right. we have seen someone else and we can do that that's what i was gonna say i think like once one person or like more people start doing it and you see like other women in engineering you're like wow like i can actually do that like mm -hmm. it's something attainable um so i think just once the ball starts rolling it just like keeps going right. just people see yeah and that. you do need to be a little resilient because i mean i've heard so many on the job stories especially Definitely. especially in construction yeah. where they're really not as positive as you would right. expect them to be yeah. but yeah just overcoming that and being able to thick skin and stick through mm -hmm. so i think it's funny you bring up resilience because that's a topic that both we study and you guys mm -hmm. study, but our definitions are very different. Mm -hmm. um, the 
your guys' definition is bend but don't break. Break, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Ours is the ability to bounce back after trauma or mm-hmm. abuse, like mm-hmm. w- regardless. So right. like with regardless of like the barriers you're facing, like there is a what, what do you think is like more realistic? I feel I don't know because like it's it's dealing with different sides, but it's mm-hmm. also like I don't know. Like I'm I'm just intrigued to bring this up. <laughs> like I mean, both definitions definitely need to be there. Like you mm-hmm. you need to bounce back either way, and then like you also don't want to break. Mm-hmm. Like or I guess if you do, you have to like yeah. find a way back. Um, but I'd say both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I don't know if I'd value one over the other, but. Definitely, I think it is okay to break, and I feel like mm-hmm. we are have been taught more so as engineers, you have to be like perfect. I know that's like a general yeah. mindset where it's like stick to the form, stay inside the box, right. and then if you do feel that outside pressure, I feel like a lot of people have left engineering because of it like early on, and they're mm-hmm. like, maybe this isn't for me, maybe I can't do it. And I mean, I've definitely had a few shares of like not major breaks but like maybe engineering is a little tougher than you think it is so being able to come back from that and it is something i'm passionate about so it's easy for me to bounce back because i do think of the end goal and Mm -hmm. i do get excited about it so but i think more people that needs to be encouraged rather than like like stay strong throughout and that even applies outside of engineering too i feel like that's just general message that it's okay to not be perfect all the time because you can come back from it Mm -hmm. like once you get knocked down there are people to help you back up yeah and also it takes mistakes to learn yes yes i I know like i don't know what the the oh is it one in six or what's the number that like people like switch out of engineering Mm -hmm. after like their first year it's i don't know but it is that's just like that sounds right i don't know (laughs) top of my head i'm not sure but 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 either way like Mm mm-hmm should be allowed to make mistakes and yeah. learn and like even if you're still passionate for it like you don't have to be perfect like, mm-hmm. I, I get it like in your job yeah preferably yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> yes you're not yes definitely mistakes, right. but like in the learning stage like you need to foster that growth and like right. be allowed to make mistakes because mm-hmm. you're, you're learning and like you're trying to find your place in it and that's hard um exactly. so that was a, that was mm-hmm. a poor written question by me anyway um but that does bring me to sort of like barriers and like I think right now the number of like problems seems to be like rising mm-hmm. where like you guys have to account for you to think about like and just tying this into like earlier like how do you think like we can still be creative to solve these problems when like the problems still are coming that's a good so, one <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, I, I, I was second to think on that one I think it is, I, I'm i a very social person, so I think it would be the teamwork. And even if you say a bunch of maybe not good ideas that can stem something in someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on Steel Bridge team um, with the American Society of Civil Engineers. Of course, quick shot. Of course. Um, so um, we have like a bunch of like, basically the whole project is you need to design a bridge out of steel and then you have to like cross a river, but you can't construct it in the river because mm-hmm. It's a river. And so all these hypothetical scenarios for how you're going to cross it because there are limitations on how long you can make certain members, so all the joining and all that. 
But um, a lot of people have brought in a bunch of different ideas that I wouldn't have even thought of. But like once they presented it, I was like, oh, maybe I could go something along that. Like we had an idea to maybe like accordion the bridge over, like and be able to extend it out. And so like I wouldn't have thought of that, but I would be encouraged to work on that because I think that's cool. And so I think I kind of drifted away from what the question actually was. But um, I definitely think people, again, need to be encouraged to share their ideas because, I mean, you don't want to be like, oh, that's a stupid idea. Mm -hmm. And actually, Mm -hmm. 20 years later, you find out that it's incredible and actually is patented making money and everything. Yeah. 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 I think along the same lines, that's one of the reasons I like the, like, environmental and sustainability side. Similar thing, I'm on a different team for our competition, and one of the big factors is, like, innovation and, like, being creative, like, something that hasn't been done, or, like, if it's been done, like, do it in a different way type right. thing. Um, so I think it is something that we're trying to push towards and see that more. Um, which is really cool when I went to the conference as well they had like a mega city idea that Mm. like to me wasn't really comprehensible like I don't I don't see it being real but then they were like oh well 30 years ago like people could not imagine computers like phones like like not even think of it so it's like a whole process like not just like straight from one thing to this it's like innovation and it keeps going like that so I think that's a one way to overcome the barrier of that Mm -hmm. is like don't limit ourselves right and also don't think that you have to like immediately jump to something insane like something obviously you can't think of something that's not (laughs) like not comprehensible (laughs) but like like something crazy yeah and even if you do have that big idea like don't think it's unachievable like Mm -hmm. start breaking it down so you can get the big steps steps along the way scientifically tested yes yeah. <laughs> little shout out is it safe to say then that like more voices and ideas need to be heard for like these greater problems that we're experiencing yeah and i think it can even extend beyond the engineers and should extend mm-hmm. um like especially if you're designing for community trying to get the people's perspective mm-hmm. even though they might not have an engineering background if they're going to be living there using right. You, right. Yeah, yeah they they might know what works best and they mm-hmm. probably do know what works best just because of how they live life like mm-hmm. yeah. for the murfreesboro example from earlier like a train to commute would be great because they live there they right. know the commute rather right. than some what stops yeah yeah, yeah. So. okay isabel what is your charity um my charity is locks of love it's a hair donation place where they make wigs and provide them to disadvantaged children for free um I've been donating my hair every couple years for as long as I can remember, really. So, um, yeah, you can also donate like regularly or hair or anything. That's awesome. Catherine? So, my charity is the Beagle Freedom Project, and they work to liberate animals who have been tested on for research, um, specifically beagles, because of their kind demeanor, they are often used. And most of them spend their whole lives in labs, so they take donations, um, whether it's blankets or just actual monetary donations, and they use it to um, rehabilitate the animals. 
and then continue their care and medical support. So you can donate online to bfc.org or if you have any local resources to please let us know. Yeah, so you gave the website, their website for yes, Lost of Love? Yes, Lost of Love, it's just lostoflove.org. Okay, great, thank you. Let's get back to the episode. Thoughts on, we do a quick, like, quick fire round to wrap oh, up. Oh, okay, okay. Is that okay? Fire yeah. Rounds, we're ready. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you guys mentioned 3D printing structures. Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll be using that on Mars and the moon. Thoughts? Ooh. Yes, we will. I think so. <laughs> Just so we don't have to bring it all because, up? Or? Well, because it eliminates, like, the human aspect kind of thing, so it, like, doesn't put us more at risk. Yeah, and they can build buildings within, like, a day. There's been mm -hmm. examples of, I mean, like, they're, like, little structures, but right. if it's concrete, that might be the trouble to get it up there, yeah. like, to do your mix design up right. there. And the gravity situation might work differently. Well, then you just have to adjust the pressure on the nozzle the so it'd be good. Different, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yes, anyway. final answer, yes. <laughs> so, oh my God. The fact that y'all were Sorry able to, to make it too technical. That, like, <laughs> that, like, quick second was just... <laughs> Okay, next one. We sort of touched on this one already, too, but I'm just so intrigued. Do you think we can, like, reclaim the streets? Have you guys been shown that picture of, like, where the people belong, and it's, like, in this 100-foot span, like, the, the road takes up X amount of feet, mm -hmm. and then, like, stop, like, traffic and stop sign, that kind of stuff, and then sidewalks, we have, like, three feet mm, yeah. where humans can be. Right. Do you think, like, we will ever, like, reclaim areas like that? I hope so. I really hope so. In America, it is. It seems difficult. Yeah. Um, but I think if, if people see see the positive, and we get some yeah change in the. I mean, the legislature is hard to yeah. go yeah. through. I think very very far in the future yeah. it might be. But you come back to the podcast, and in thirty years, yeah. it's changed. Then check it. mark my words, yeah. but. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, you guys. In my mind, it would make sense that you guys don't agree on this one, oh. but <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like water and structures don't really get along. Like, Not all I the feel time. Like they, would, they wouldn't, but like, how can we, how can you just account for like adding natural beauty or like water systems or just like other systems in your work? Mm, yeah. How, how do you... Like how combining them? How would, yeah, like like would you be like, oh no, just like put it behind a dam, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> or would you be like, no, like put a, I don't know, like how would you even like consider that? Yeah. Um, this is kind of borderline, but um, there's like stream restoration, which is more on the geotechnical side rather than the structure oh. side. But that's actually like promoting rather than like channelization, the straight concrete through. They're actually mm -hmm. trying to restore the natural beauty and uh, the channelizations can cause like environmental damage to biodiversity just because you don't expect the change and the animals mm -hmm. aren't able to adapt to like their changed water source which of course is vital um so i think that's more on the geotech side Sorry, okay. no that's no but i'm trying to not like my mind is stretched because when you're like ah oh, the two of them i was like a dam and then i was like oh wait, no <laughs> but i wouldn't want to put a dam up because I mean, it's there's like, some structural work in waters just for managing it mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. for storm water you have to like you can't just make right. all this impervious surface and then the water just all runs into the stream and floods everything um so there's definitely like a mix but i don't know how incorporating it into like structure structures mm -hmm. like buildings and stuff um i know a lot of times 
will try to like replicate a natural mm-hmm. like process type thing like if it's eroding something or mm-hmm. whatever we'll try to get it back naturally um or like through by replicating natural processes which i think is cool um so there's there's that aspect maybe no, like maybe bridges like over water and yeah. mm-hmm. having to be able to design around it as an obstacle mm-hmm. um, whether it's like like building from either end meeting the middle kind of thing mm-hmm. or just if the river's not that deep building up from the river but mm-hmm. that posing a problem and being able to come around that yeah. I don't know if there's anything specifically that's like really the aesthetic of that to yeah. combine the two yeah. but maybe there is that I just don't know about well that's, that's what I'm saying is that I think like we we like to think we're in control of our nature. Uh, yeah. We're not. <laughs> no. Like, Definitely like not. I, if we can enhance it, I think is the sort of where I was trying to yeah. go. Where it's like, like you would say leave it probably, mm-hmm. and you would say damn it probably, mm-hmm. not. In the, in the sense, <laughs> like, um, but like, if there is a way to meet in the middle where you can still keep natural beauty right. while also mm-hmm. make yeah. sure we can do our things. That's yeah. where I think that'd be. Oh yeah. That'd be there right. definitely needs to be more of a compromise because yeah. I think right now we are pushing for more of the structure side mm-hmm. and I wish we were more of a push for the environmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last quick one. Um, <laughs> we, we also touch on this one in general, but in psychology and social work, we say that like everyone is the the writer of their own story. Everyone knows right. their own story mm-hmm. more than you could say. Right. So like when you come in from the outside and you have an agenda, like how can you incorporate like the people there knowing what they want and need into whatever you're trying to do? Like the public? like Sure, yeah, because it's like, like, yeah, you guys might have an idea stuff. of mm-hmm. what they want, but like mm-hmm. only they truly know what they want. Right, right. And that's where like the our side of it comes in. How can we meet in the middle, you right. think? It's definitely a lot more than I thought, like, politics and, like, public mm-hmm. um, opinion is involved in engineering, mm-hmm. which I didn't really realize too much, um, but it's definitely a huge factor. Um, so I think just, yeah, getting getting their input, and that's a lot of, like, data collection, too, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I would say general communication. I feel mm-hmm. like engineers are normally, like, here are the plans, give it a go. And then yeah. we're like, oh, everything's been factored in already. We, they know what the people want, but often that's like the misstep and the miscommunication yeah. mm-hmm. there. So you definitely need to like actually talk with the people cool. and <laughs> understand yeah. that, hey, this is what we want. Would we be able to do this? Or like mm-hmm. maybe if we can compromise and come in here, mm-hmm. um, but definitely communication. I feel like that's lacking, whether it's like on a project team or in between two fields or anything yeah. i feel like there's a lot of room for growth overall yeah. okay mm-hmm. that is all i yeah. got for today i want to <laughs> thank you guys both yes for thank being you for honest. having us um if you guys are out in public thank your civil engineers for making the yes. world around you <laughs> yeah. um a lot of work goes into those bridges <laughs> <laughs> the every time you turn on the tap think about it <laughs> yeah yeah uh don't take what we got for granted for sure. um because even the Romans, they were like, hey, put some aqueducts in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they did it, but they did. Um, so I want to thank you all both for what you do, for making this world a better place. Hopefully we can see some of these more sustainable, more, you know, a better future for all of us. So I thank you all for building that future. And I just want to thank you for being on the show. Everyone okay. have a great day. And that was actually what it's actually like being a civil engineer. And also what's actually like being Catherine. And <laughs> yeah. Y'all have a good one. Thanks. You too.